R R R R. So you've brought the property, okay? You've done a refurb. You've rented it out, and now it's time for the final and arguably the most important R. This is where you refinance to pull your cash out, okay? So just to break that down, you brought it for 100 grand, you spent 50 on it, now you're trying to convince the valuer that it's worth 180, okay? And that's what this video is about. How do you do that? So let's get into it. Number one, you've actually got to add value. Right? So if you've picked a property up for 100 grand and you've changed the carpets, yeah, or you've just done a lick of paint, then I wouldn't be expecting to get a revalue at 175 like five months later. Okay? It has been done, and if you get a genuine discount on the way in, it could be possible, but typically the value is gonna look and be like, hang on a minute, what have you done? Well, why is this why is this worth 75 grand more? It wasn't worth it then, why is it worth it now? So you do need to actually add serious value, and, and that's key. And that's why typically more tired properties, smelly properties, dirty properties, properties that have had three dogs in and kids going mental are better opportunities for BRR. If you go in a property and it's all shiny and nice and you can't add value, then you're probably in the wrong property. Number two, you want to be documenting everything, um, particularly the costs of the works. Because once again, when the valuer comes out, it's really good to be able to say, look, this is a list of the works that we've done. You know, we brought it 100, we've spent 30 on it, and that's why it's worth 175, right? So make sure that you keep a really good list of the works, how much they've cost you, and then you could potentially share that with the valuer when they come, but more on that later. Number three, one of the key factors as to whether you're going to get the valuation that you want or not is gonna boil down to comparables, okay? If you buy a house for 100 grand, okay, and you spend 30 on it, but every single house in the area is only worth 130 grand, guess what? You ain't getting any more than that because you're gonna hit the ceiling. And that's why I always talk about buying the worst house on the best street. You need to make sure that you've got a spread. So you wanna see houses going for 150, 170, 190, 180, that then justify you spending the 30 grand. If you don't see that and you go and spend 30 grand, you're wasting your money, you're wasting your time, you're not going to have a successful BRR and you will not get the valuation that you need to bring your money out and you'll get stuck. Okay, so make sure that you've got a spread and you're going to make your money when you buy, okay? So if you get to the point where you brought it, you've done the cost of works and now it's like, it's time for revaluation, it's too late, you're done. So. Don't want to labor that point, but I can't stress it enough. Make sure that there's comparables and have them also ready to share with the valuer. Top tip, okay? And this is a bit controversial, but what you can do is you can compile some of these key thoughts in a one or two, three maximum, little page booklet. I'm not even going to call it a booklet because you're going to do the valuer's heading, but like, you know, a two, three pager and share it with the valuer when he arrives to value the property and just say, look, might not need it, but by the way, this is what we've done to the property, looking away. 
this is what we've done to the property. See that, yeah? This is what we've done to the property. And then back off, okay? Don't start hounding them all around the property, but you can you know, just go there, build rapport. Yeah, guess what? If he likes you or if she likes you, that's gonna help. Yeah, how's it going? You're good, be friendly, be nice. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you might not need it, but that's what we've done to the property, yeah? If you're finding this useful and you're finding me entertaining, great, hit the subscribe button. Number four, it's really good to be able to prove the rental income, okay? Because it's not just all about the value of the property, but it's about the increase that you create in the rental demand. So I've took properties on that were only earning 350 pound a room, and I've took them to the point where they're earning 550 pound a room. And when I show those tenancy agreements to the mortgage company, okay, then that kind of backs up the high valuation I'm aiming for. So what you wanna make sure you do, I always try and do this, is I try and secure tenants before I apply for the revaluation. Because then I can say, look, this is what it's earning. I've added the value and I can prove it. And last but not least, and this is probably the biggest tip of them all, I swear by this, I told my mate this the other day and he absolutely smashed it, pulled all his money out and some. Go high. So when you apply for the remortgage, they're gonna say, how much are you going for? You brought it for 100, you've spent 30, how much do you think it's worth now? And if you go, uh, you know, 150, they ain't gonna give you 170, they'll just be like, okay, 150, tick. So you might as well go a little bit higher because guess what? If you go higher and you get it, smashed it. If you go higher and you get a down valuation, you probably end up with pretty much what you need anyway, okay? So make sure, top, top, top tip, number five, go high, okay? And I know there's gonna be some people out there saying, yeah, but Simon, don't over leverage. You're gonna be at the wrong loan to value. You're gonna fall flat on your face. Yeah, look, that ain't the name of the game in terms of BRR. The aim of the game is to recycle the cash once so you can go again and then leave it. Leave it for two years or even leave it on a five-year fix, forget about it, and then that's when you can get the right loan to value. And by the way, my aim is to get everything to 50% loan to value, which means if the property is worth 200 grand, then I only owe 100 grand on it because then in terms of um, my risk, I'm deleveraging that risk for the long term. So if you're doing a BRR, those are five key things that should help you get the valuation you need. And I just wanna offer you one final tip that I've found, and I kinda learned this the hard way. I've done valuations you know, where I've gone down to the property, I've met the surveyor, and I've sort of you know, been on their hip going around the property, you know, sort of like, you know, trying to chip in here and there, and it's never really come back how I've wanted it. So what I did was I did the, you know, this is what we've done to the property, and backed off. I just let them do their job. Um, you know, typically I just even wait outside, you know, outside, and if you need anything, I'm here. But don't be on them. Let them do the job, and if they seem talkative, or if they seem like they want your involvement, then be there but don't like be too on them because I just feel like you kind of lose a bit of rapport 
and, and you lose a bit of respect and they kind of can tell that you want it a bit too much. So I'll go down, I'll be nice, I'll build rapport, I'll be friendly. By the way, after you've done a few, you'll probably see the same value of more than one so you can actually get quite pally with them and then leave them to it and just say, you know what, thanks so much. If you need anything, let me know. They tend to call you half an hour before so you have their number um, and make sure you tell the valuer what you're after or include it on the front page of the document that you give them. Hope this is useful. If you've got value from this video, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and I'll see you in the next video. Thanks for listening. For more information, check out simonsmithonline.com. See you next time.